Hey, teacher friends, this is Angie in the Rockin' This Teacher Thing podcast show, the podcast for early primary teachers that rock their classrooms every day. Stations. Do you love stations? I do, but maybe you hate them. Maybe you've made the same mistakes I have. Today, we're going to talk about 10 mistakes that I have made when setting up and running stations in my kindergarten and first grade classroom. 10. There's probably more, but that's what we're going to concentrate on today. This was a recording I did for my YouTube channel, Teachers Making the Basics Fun. So if you'd rather watch than listen, head on over there. But anyway, let's go ahead and get started so that you aren't making those same mistakes at station time. Because station time, it's awesome. All right, let's go ahead and start rocking today's episode. Here we go. Stations. Mistakes were made. How many mistakes? Uh, 10, maybe more. I'm counting 10. Today, you are going to get the true confessions of 10 mistakes I made when setting up stations and doing stations with my kindergartners and my first graders. And you're going to get the solutions and we're going to be talking all about stations. So you don't make the same mistakes I did because no one wants to be crying in their car on the way home. I don't want that for you. Been there, done that. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's go. All right, stations. We, I love stations. Stations are fun. They have so many benefits, but I am telling you, if you don't know what you're doing with stations, especially as a new teacher or, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I would just lose my mind and just... Let's do stations today and not think it through. Stations are one of the things that you have to think it through a little bit. You have to prep it. You have to know what's what you want to see during stations. Because if you just say, we're doing stations, everybody go to a station. Here's a station. Here's a station. Okay, rotate. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It's going to be really crazy. And then you're never going to want to do stations again. Mistake number one putting them into pairs right away, not showing them how to work in pairs and just expecting everything to go <laughs> as I thought it would. No, you can't just put a pair here, put a pair there, go over here, go over there and expect them to know how to work in pairs, how to collaborate, how to do the give and take of working with a partner. You have to teach them how. That was a huge mistake because I thought I would just be sitting at the small group reading table and everybody would be little happy campers around my room and know how to behave. No, no, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I have no idea what I was thinking. Mistake number two, not giving them truly independent activities to do during station time. When I sent them out with their little tote of station stuff, I thought that they would just like be able to look at it and go, oh, uh, I'm supposed to do, cut this out, put this here, read this, do this little worksheet, play this game. No, they can't read. Newsflash, kindergartners and first graders cannot read directions even on the simplest 
of worksheets. Not prepping them for independent work is a huge mistake because you're going to hear it. Teacher, I don't know what to do. What am I doing? Uh, Hear that from about seven or eight little groups around your room. No, you'll be crying in your car. (laughs) You'll never want to do stations again. Don't make that mistake. Make sure that the stuff in the stations is totally independent. It has to be. It has to be totally independent. And it has to be fun. Because if it's not fun, they're not going to do it. Third mistake. Not giving them something to do after they finish their activity. This is a crucial, crucial mistake because if they get done before it's time to do a rotation, and that's how I did it, they didn't move freely (laughs) around my room. No, they stayed at their station until I told them to move. If they got done early, what were they supposed to do? And so that was a huge mistake because a five or six-year-old left even for two or three minutes just to sit and wait for the rotation very bad idea. That's when bad things happen. Okay. So I needed to find something for them to do independently after they finished their station. Next thing that I didn't do, I didn't show them how to set up stations, take down stations and rotate during the station time. I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought like they would know, hmm, I would just, uh, I'm a student and I will clean this up. My teacher will say clean up. Uh, no, if you've ever seen kids clean up that don't know how to clean up, they just take it all and just go, boom, put it right into a bin or whatever. It's things are sticking up all over the place. And then they're just walking to the next station and they, uh, they don't even know where they're going. So, You have to teach them how to clean up correctly because you have a new set of little bodies coming to that station and you need to show them how to rotate to the next station. When I did it, I had a specific chart that they looked at and they knew where to go. Next big mistake was when I put myself responsible for setting up the stations and taking down the stations. Uh, No. When I did that, I was not only wasting my time, but I was robbing my students of the so important skill of them owning the setup and the takedown and just the community of the classroom. When I did it myself, I pretty much was telling them, you can't do this right. All right. And even though they really can't do it right, they can't do it right. Right. They they can't get better at doing that kind of stuff if they don't practice. So taking that responsibility away from me of the setup and take down and giving it to them is an independence builder. I didn't do that with my students at first. And then I got wise and I figured out how to do it. I'll show you how to do that. The next thing I did wrong was when I took too long planning, organizing, prepping, 
all the stations. When I did stations, I had 10, 12 stations prepped and ready to go at any one time. Now, sometimes we're not using all those stations, but they were ready if I needed to. And I would take hours finding fun games, fun independent games, finding uh, printables that worked really good in stations. And I would just spend way too much time, hours and hours and hours. And it was not a good use of my teacher time. All the organizing, all the planning, all the prepping, that was a huge mistake. And I'm going to show you how to avoid that mistake because one day I got sick of doing it and I found a better way, (laughs) way better way. Another mistake that I made was not reusing my station materials over and over and over. It kind of goes back to the last one. When I first started doing stations, I thought, oh, they can only play this game one time. Oh, they can only do this fine motor station one time. Oh, they can only read this big book one time. And no. What do we know about kindergartners and first graders? The repetition is important. It's how they learn. So, you know, when they ask you to read a book over and over and over and over, it's because they love it. They crave it. And you switching out the stations before they have a chance to do it a few times, it's again robbing them of that opportunity to be independent, to feel successful, to really understand what they're learning. Because that practice is important. That repetition is important. And if it's a fun activity, they want to do it again and again and again. And that is going to be a a very good thing for you when you're setting up your stations. Another mistake that I made was having station time, the station rotation, either too short of a time or too long of a time. Either one was not beneficial to my kids. If it was too short of a time, it they didn't have time to truly engage in the station material. If it was too long of a time, then they would get their stuff done and they would go on to their little next independent activity. But even sometimes they would get done and bored with that. And we all know what happens when five and six-year-olds get a little bored and a little antsy. ever. Okay. So we want to have that sweet spot time for them to be engaged with their station material. Now I know some people I've, I've talked to some teachers is that we're mandated by this program to that each station time has to be 20 minutes long. Uh, we'll talk about that and see if we can find ways to make That's a long time for a kindergartner or a first grader to be independent at a little station. And the last mistake that I made when I was setting up my stations with my kindergartners and my first graders was using my voice to cue them when to clean up and when to rotate to their next station. Me using my energy and my voice to to yell and dictate the directions. No, there is a better way. One day I just was like, uh, I can't do this anymore. My voice won't hack it. It makes me crazy that 
I'm saying things and people aren't listening. Wah, 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 wah. There's a better way. It was a huge mistake. I have a solution for you. So there you go. The 10 mistakes that I made when I was starting stations. You're probably wondering, why didn't she just not do stations after all those mistakes? Because stations really are magical. They're being independent. They're getting some skill work in, but where the real magic happens is when you get to have a small group for yourself during that station time. That's when you can really be zeroing in on the skills that your specific students need and really doing some remedial work, some extension work, whatever that little small group needs. And the only way you can do that is to keep the rest of your students busy. And stations, I don't want to say they're a silver bullet, but they're a silver bullet if ran properly. So in the next videos coming up, we are going to look at four different things that you need to consider when setting up your stations. The first video will be the materials, like how do you organize your stations? How do you set up a chart so your students know the rotation? Things like that. So like the actual physical materials that you need for doing stations. The second video is going to be the basics, like how many stations should you have? How long should they be at the station? How many kids should be at each station? What do they do when they're done with their station? What are you doing when they are at stations? So just the very basics to get those things out of the way. The third video is the biggie, how to teach them how to be independent how to teach them how to behave during stations, how to rotate, how to keep the noise level down, how to set up, how to clean up, um, all that kind of stuff. And the fourth video is a biggie too. It's what kind of things can I give my students so that it really is a truly independent station? Something that's fun, something that's engaging, something that's educational, something they can just totally do independently. You can train them on how to do it once and they can do it week after week after week after week after week after week after week. That's what you need. So what, what does that look like? What are the materials that you need for stations? All right. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> the true confessions of the things that I did totally wrong when I was setting up stations with my kindergartners and first graders. It really was worth the journey to get my stations up and going the way I wanted them to. Sometimes, honestly, I would look across my room and think, wow, this, this is amazing. They are doing so good. You know, one of your proud teacher moments that you just wish somebody would walk in and see how awesome it is. No one ever does, but you know, it really can work. And it was a favorite part of my day. And it was a favorite part of my students day. I did reading stations and I did math stations because they were so valuable and the kids loved them. And it was great. 
Okay, if you liked today's video, make sure you hit the subscribe button because as those videos on how to set up your stations roll out, you're gonna wanna know when they come out. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button and give me a thumbs up and make sure that you get those videos. Okay, my name is Angie and I was in the classroom for 25 years. So I know a little bit about stations and how not to do them and how to do them. Remember, the creator of the universe loves you, and I think you're pretty amazing, too. I'll talk to you later. God bless you. Bye-bye. There you have it. Stations. Mistakes were made. And, you know, as teachers, we make mistakes every day, all day. I used to tell my students, there's somebody in here. They'll make mistakes more than anybody else. And they would look at each other. <laughs> and I said, you guys, it's me. I make more mistakes than you guys ever thought of making. But as teachers, as we make our mistakes and we correct them, that's that's how we learn. That's how we grow. And stations, well, you can make a lot of mistakes, but the next day, just make it a little better. All right. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button where you listen to this podcast because you're not going to want to miss the other episodes we have about stations. Every day you make your stations a little bit better. Honestly, someday you're going to look across your room and say, oh my word, can we just do stations all day? <laughs> it's so great. All right. I will talk to you later. Teacher friend, have a great day. Remember, you're my hero. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.